The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. What a great day to celebrate the championship, but we're not done yet. We're some greedy baby. We're some greedy We're getting another one. Gets this ball rolling. It starts to break to the left, and it finds it. Ricky Fowler, seven under par. Three holes remaining here on his first round of the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely feel like we belong, especially going to Stillwater and beating them and then going to a pretty crazy Oregon place and coming out of that. Now we're here. Um, We expect to be here now. Being from Oklahoma and now being the smallest Oklahoma school, it's, it's pretty cool. Louis Evan. We kicking this song, but we kicking this thing off. <laughs> Hour two, Friday, June 16. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Next segment, Adam Hildebrandt joins us live from Omaha. ORU-TCU game one, College World Series coming up 1 o'clock today in Omaha. Virginia and Florida play the other game tonight. That's at 6. The other game ones on Saturday will be Stanford against Wake Forest and Tennessee against LSU. LSU. Yes, TJ. Uh, I would just like the wife to know or the husband of the wife that's texting me know that you're all good. So um, I had a guy having his wife text me on the text line thinking he was blocked by Plank or someone because he, was, he didn't think his texts were getting through. And I'm like, actually, he sent one on Baby Gronk this morning that I read just a few minutes ago. So he's good. He's not blocked. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. So he was, he was panicked so, and had his wife texting the show because he thought his phone was blocked. Okay, just to clarify, he texted. Yes. Didn't hear his text messages being read, so thought he had been blocked. Right. So he told his wife, text and tell him to unblock me? <laughs> yes. What had he said that would lead to a blocking? Nothing. He wasn't blocked. He thought he was because he, he told, he said in the one text, hey, I'm using my wife's phone. And then I realized that the wife had the phone and she's like, I'll let my husband know. But he said, uh, you know, we sometimes send the confirmation of thanks for listening to the ref or whatever when, when someone texts in. It's, it's a random thing. It doesn't happen after every text. So he hadn't received a confirmation text in a while. So he assumed that he had been blocked and that they weren't going through. So, yeah. uh, he, you're all good, Texter. You're all good. I got your baby Gronk text earlier. So, very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it looks like you're gonna have a nice lake weekend. Teach, sunny, no rain in the forecast. Gonna be a perfect weekend to be out at the old Lake Arama. Looks like it. I hope so. I told sunny. You sunny. That's all I you hope got. You get that. I hope you get that. Uh, Motor vehicle fixed. I hope so. That's the thing I hope. We have received some instructions, TJ, at the Sooner Radio Network. And you might find this interesting. Uh Uh-oh. We are 
I would, we have been informed to henceforth uh, once again refer to the OU Texas game as the Red River rivalry. For the last few years, it's been the Red River showdown. But we huh. have received a notification this week that we once again are supposed to refer to it as the Red River rivalry. That's big news, huh? That'll stop your I, world. Well, I've always referred to it as the Red River rivalry. I don't remember you saying showdown, though. Did so you, have, you, have you said it like leading into the game, like the week of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's all I've called. That's all I've called it because that's what I'm supposed to call it. Sponsorship wise, these things are picky, you know. Uh, you know, for years it was the shootout. Red River shootout. Shootout, right, yeah. And then that, that was too controversial. Yeah, it got negative connotations, and we changed it to the rivalry. That's hard to say. Red River rivalry, you gotta you can't you gotta slow down and take it easy. It's a lot of R's. It's alliteration. So that lasted for a couple of years and then it was changed the last several years it's been the Red River Showdown. Officially, I'm not telling you what you know somebody on the fair calls it, just what's painted on the field, what's on all the promotions and all that kind of stuff has been Red River Showdown. But uh, we're going back to the rivalry now. Good. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, apparently, it's something to do with the sponsorship. I don't know. But there you go. Big because news. the new sponsor said showdown. That's stupid. Mm, you like the word rivalry better than showdown? Yes. And, and why? I don't disagree. I just wonder. Why. Um, the word showdown doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. <clears throat> doesn't it doesn't do it give you, it. Huh? Uh, doesn't uh, give it. It's a justice. It's a. Uh, it's it's bigger than that. It's a rivalry. It's not a showdown. Well, a showdown to me sounds like something you would have in the old west at high noon. We're well, gonna have a showdown. In I have the a problem the with the showdown anyway. After the last four days, because that's what MLB kept uh, tweeting out. It's the Rangers and Angels tonight in a showdown because of Shohei Otani. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. shut up, Major League Baseball. Louis Osevin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Skip. Um. I brought up a question on Twitter yesterday, TJ, uh, that I, ju- I just hadn't thought about until yesterday. But uh, You know, LSU wears white unis at home, which means... Oh, yeah, I did see you post this. In all likelihood, OU will be wearing the crimson unis in 2024 at LSU. On the road. When's the last time that happened in a true road game? Now, we did have, I think it was Philip Lyons. Let me see if I can find... We had a bunch of people, you know... Uh, it spiraled into um, anthracites and alternates and then people arguing over whether they like the alternates or not. You know how you get, you get trapped in one of those, TJ, and I just want to mm-hmm. remove myself from my own tweet? Right. But there actually was a very intelligent uh, response on here from Philip. Uh, one guy yelled at me to quit tricking things up and just stay classic. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just asking, when is the last time? Um, let me see if I can find Hey, quit being thing. stupid, Roland. <laughs> it's like I was suggesting <laughs> that they should wear red. What was the answer? I don't know the answer to this. Well, I don't know that we have arrived at an answer. Oh, okay. But uh, why can't I find? Here it is. Okay. Philip Lyons uh, used to work at Sooner Vision. Great guy. He says, I would guess 1945 against Missouri, since OU used to wear crimson on the road and white at home back then. The switch to home crimson road whites happened in 1946 
with the hiring of Jim Tatum and Bud Wilkinson. I did, I did, if I knew that, I had forgotten. But there was a time when we wore white at home, red on the road. And apparently, according to Philip here, 1946 is when they changed that to what we now familiarly know, familiarly know, more familiarly know, more commonly know, which is crimson at home, white on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU and Georgia Tech are the only two I can think of in college that on the reg wear white at home. Can you think of anybody else? I'm sure there is. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm trying to envision people in in their home stadiums, and there's nothing well, that's well, coming to take mind. Take your time. We'll you go one school at a time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Start think on the West Coast, and, we'll and then I'll think through it. Yeah, All we'll right. wait. Start um, in Washington, and then uh, we're, no. So anyway, uh, who cares? It's a year and a half away, but I just think well, that'd be interesting. I haven't seen OU and Crimson Unis on the road. I I, I thought about it because I was just kind of going through the uniform matchups of this 2024 schedule in my head. I, you know, I was sitting around twiddling my thumbs yesterday, summertime, and I was like, you know, OU Alabama in Norman. So I was like imagining that. I was like, man, that's going to be beautiful, right? OU Tennessee, mm, delicious. OU Road Whites at Auburn, fantastic. And then I was like, LSU, hang on a second, LSU wears white at home. Now, usually one game a year, they'll wear their purples. But I think it's usually against a rum dumb. I don't think it's usually a major game. I think it's usually like a non-con Louisiana Tech situation. But And they don't have a very good record in the purples, and people kind of believe they're cursed and all that kind of thing, although they are a good-looking uniform. But they almost always wear the whites. The only uniform I guess they could wear the alternate. I mean, OU Ole Miss. You're talking about OU? Yeah, yeah. Y- y- well, they could. They could, but they would have to wear the crimson alternates or the anthracite. The anthracite is what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. I mean, they could. I, I hope this first lap in the SEC, they don't, with one exception, like all of the like uh, like the Ole Miss OU game in, in uh, Oxford. I mean, come on, right? Like, hopefully they wear the powder blues. Powder blues. Whatever Ole Miss wears is pretty sweet. They yeah. got the red unis. They got the... Darker blue unis, uh, Auburn, uh, who am I not? Missouri. So the two games, I'm like, Missouri or South Carolina. Like, they don't have famously traditional awesome uniforms necessarily. So I'm going to guess if they do it, it'll be one of those games. But maybe by then we'll have new alternates if we have, you know, if we have any at all. That's not why I brought it up. I just thought that'll be interesting. Oh, you're wearing crimson on the road will be an interesting thing to see. That will be um, – that is our trivia question. The Corn Ferry uh, giveaway starts now. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. When was the last time? <laughs> we won't know if anybody right. We think right. it might be 1945, at least according to Philip Lyons. But, uh, Jim has, says Penn State here on the t- uh, text line, but it doesn't say Yeah, that's year. right. Yeah. No, no uh, Penn State wears – no, what Penn State wears – Oh, he's saying that. Blue at home. Yeah. Yeah, they're – they were white on the road, right? They were yes. the blue at home. Now, they do have a – now, I know, because I remember commenting on this. They have a white out at the stadium, but the team still the wears team the still blue wears unis. still blue, right? Yeah. And we, we talked about it. Why didn't the team participate in the white out? Because they have awesome 
I'm 99% sure Penn State wears blue at home and white on the road. Am I wrong about that? I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm trying it's to picture be. it, and I think that's because right. It's it got to be because nobody else is wearing white at home, so we would never see the blue uniforms if that were the case. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Anyway. Stupid side note nobody cares about. Are you like me, though? Do you Have you found yourself the last 24 hours just kind of daydreaming? I have. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's like a whole new world. A whole new world. Um, Beautiful. It's, I don't know, it's a weird excitement. It's like they haven't played college football before, and now they've been invited to play it. It's weird. I don't know how. They're one of the elite programs of all time, mm-hmm. and now there's something special about this, which is what's cool about it. Mm-hmm. Because they are one of the dominant elite programs, but sure, like their slogan is, this just feels different. <laughs> it's not so, their slogan. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. just... Um, but yeah, it's um, I'm excited about it. It's like they haven't played before, and it's like finally they're getting a chance to play college football. The cool kids invited us over. <laughs> right. It's probably we how you're gonna feel. We kicking this thing off. <laughs> probably gonna how you feel when uh, Leeds uh, gets bumped up. You know, when we go back to the Premier League. Right. Yeah. No, you you cannot compare the University of Oklahoma football program to Leeds. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what's weird that I'm having this feeling because, you know, they've won national titles in my lifetime. They're an elite program. They're one of the top programs, not regardless of what conference they play in. But I don't know. It just, it's this cool feeling. You feel cooler? A little bit. When you go to the lake this weekend, will you carry yourself a little taller, chest out? I will be hanging my SEC flag at the end of my trailer, yeah. All right, break time. We go live to Omaha next. Adam Hildebrandt, voice of the Golden Eagles, going to join us on game day. ORU opens play in the College World Series this afternoon. Talking to Adam next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Get your money back at the door. Big day today. Day one of the College World Series in Omaha. And there is uh, a team representing the state of Oklahoma there. It is the ORU Golden Eagles, the hottest team in America. One o'clock today. It'll be ORU and TCU in the College World Series. And if you are late to the party, here's why. Patton comes home. Grounder left side. Breeze gets it clean at third. One shuffle over to first. And they've done it. 11-6. The Golden Eagles win the Eugene Super Regional. Oral Roberts will make a third trip to Omaha this year, and this time it's to play for a national championship. That's Adam Hildebrandt, voice of the Golden Eagles, who joins us live now from Omaha on game day. Adam, good morning. How are you today, bud? I'm doing great, Toby. How are you all? We're good. We're good. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the team. What's this week been like for you, man? I tell you, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, we I had a lot of people text me and say, say soak it all in, and it's really easy if uh, if you don't consciously try to make that effort to just kind of have it all fly by between the, 
the media availability for the team and stuff and then getting that first practice in. But, uh, it, it's been awesome. Uh, we, the, the Air Force Base is our host, uh, which was actually really special for me because my uh, grandfather was a colonel in the Air Force and was stationed there three different awesome. times. So uh, we got to go see that a little bit yesterday, and, and I got to, to make some family ties a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an incredible experience so far, and uh, looking forward to, to getting the actual game started now. I mean, it's pretty cool that we, that we get to start the whole thing off today. How about getting your own locker up there in the uh, in the radio area? Isn't that sweet? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, I mean, walked up there. I, I had the chance to go up and experience that a little bit yesterday. Uh, there, there wasn't much going on up there because we were the second team to practice. It was it was still pretty dead up there when I got up there. But yeah, I mean, that's the that's a, a nice area in general, and uh, looking forward to see kind of what what the spread looks like today, all that sort of thing. But uh, you know, it's just just trying to, to soak it all in, you know, one step at a time. What about the team? What have you observed this week? Obviously, a, a flood of media attention, press conferences, interviews. Uh, what has been your impression of how they've handled everything? Uh, I, I think they've handled it really well, uh, which, which this being an older group I, I, it is maybe not to be expected, but certainly to be hoped for. Um, by the time they got through with the interviews and stuff yesterday, uh, there were a couple of guys I could tell they were ready to be done with that portion of things and move on to the actual baseball. Jonah, Jonah Cox, uh, had a, I was watching one of his that he did towards the end, and I was like, man, he's he's ready to, to get this pomp and circumstance over with and, and play some games. Uh, so that's good. I feel like they're they're still champing at the bit a little bit. But uh, you know, last night we had it was it was different than like the opening ceremony. It was like an opening banquet kind of thing, and there was kind of dinner in the show, and, and the guys seemed to enjoy that and have the the proper amount of fun with it, and then. Uh, as soon as we got back to the hotel before we even got off the bus, uh, Coach Fulmer addressed everybody and said, hey, guys, you know, the the the, the rowdy part is kind of over now. It's time to flip the switch and get down to business. We'll see how, how well they're able to do that today. We talked to you before the uh, Stillwater Regional started and kind of asked you a similar question, but now they've gone on, obviously, to win a regional and super since then. If If you had to put your finger on one thing over these last two months that has led to this, what would you say it is? I think uh just a willingness to play for each other as as teammates uh which has helped them kind of not give up in in some of these more dire situations i mean i I think back to the the eight nothing lead that Washington had in the super regional or in the uh the game two at the regional, and no panic being shown in that dugout and and I think is as much as you know, talent certainly helps in a situation like that. If you're not playing for each other, it's really easy to get picky at each other and and have things go south in a game like that. And, and they didn't do that. And then the same thing after you know the the game one loss in Eugene. You know, you were up eight runs in that one. Oregon comes back and wins it. You got a rowdy crowd that's yelling at you and picking at you and doing everything they can to get under your skin. And if you're not together as a unit, then that can get at you really easy, too, and, and that makes it really hard to win two games in a row. So their, their ability to stay together, play for one another, uh, I think is a big part of what's got them here. Bartlesville's Jacob Hall getting the ball today in game one for ORU on the mound. Tell us about uh, this young man, the season he's had, and, and what's important in your mind for him today. Yeah, he's he has been – Pretty steady all year long. Uh, command is, is huge for him, uh, especially with his changeup. Uh, he, he's got a decent breaking ball, too, but his, his changeup is a really good secondary pitch. Oddly enough, uh, it's a pitch that usually, generally speaking, a changeup you get a lot of ground balls with. 
he's the guy who gets a lot of pop flies in his changeup, which is kind of strange. Uh, and that does not necessarily play well in Eugene, Oregon, when the wind is blowing out at 15 miles an hour and they've kind of got a short park. Uh, it does play pretty well, though, as you know, Toby, in Omaha, mm-hmm. where this, yeah. this field tends to play a little deeper. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that if he can control that, uh, well, the emotions, first of all, uh, but if he can control that change up and, and locate it along with the fastball, he's got a chance to have a good day today. Um, what about the, your thoughts on the matchup with another very hot team right now? Boy, TCU is blazing. Yeah. I mean, I saw the, the game against Arkansas when Trey Richardson hit three home runs. Uh, they're a team that were, were kind of, familiar with even though we didn't play him in the regular season i think four of the guys in the lineup were in the lineup last year when we matched up in uh the college station regional uh so to a certain extent we've got some familiarity there uh their starter at least the guy who i think is starting today uh is not a guy who is who's necessarily overpowering but is very good at locating pitches on the mound and 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 putting the ball where he wants it. So, or he's going to have to be patient uh, offensively, like we've seen them do all year. Uh, but if they stay within that game plan that, that's been working here over the last you know six weeks or so, then they'll get themselves a chance to score some runs. I think. Do you have uh, gummy worms in the broadcast booth with you? I do. Uh, that is a new addition for the College World Series. So nice. I, was, I was I was very proud. So I've never had a twin snake. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm generally not a, a gummy gummy candy type of a person, but uh, I was at home, you know, trying to do. This is our fifth straight weekend on the road. So mm-hmm. in our 36 hours that we had at home, I was trying to do as much husband and dad stuff as I could. My wife right. texted me and said, "Hey, can you pick up this Target order?" I said, "Yeah, sure." I had no idea what it was. And the dude hands the back to the window. It's literally just a Target sack full of twin snakes. And I was like, what is going on here? And she said, we're bringing them and we're handing them out to people in the stands when we get base hits. And I was so proud in that moment. That's awesome. Um, so I've got a couple bags with me. Jarrett and I are ready to go. I don't think that we can keep up with every base hit, hopefully. Uh, I think we might have to do, like, the first one every inning or something so that we can actually talk and, and not just be, uh, you know, bogged down by, by twin nah, snakes. People but, uh, love yeah, it. We, we, we want to hear you smacking those gummy worms while every, after every <laughs> hit today. Yeah, that's great. How's the weather looking? Are we okay in that front? Yeah, yeah, looking pretty good today. Uh, I think the weekend has had a chance for some storms, but it's usually under 50%, at least the last time I checked. Uh, so we should be okay for the most part. Uh, you know, that might actually be nice getting that getting that first game out of the way this morning. If you can get a dub and then watch everybody else work, uh, you know, worry about the weather, that'd be kind of nice. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think we're going to be okay. Not even going to be terribly hot. It's mostly in the upper 80s to low 90s. So looking looking pretty good right now. Nice, nice. One o'clock today, Central Time. You can watch uh, the game, but uh, listen to Adam instead. You got a stream over there somewhere, right, Adam? People could tune That's in. Right. Yeah, it's uh, if you go to oruathletics.com, uh, there's the Sports Network tab uh, on the top there, and uh, I've, I've heard from a lot of people who like to sync up the stream uh, to the TV or what have you. So, uh, you know, we're we're looking forward to it, to kind of being along for the ride. I tell people, I you know. I, I don't swing a bat or anything. I'm just the yuppie that gets to talk about the games. But, boy, am I a lucky one because it's, it's fun to be around this group right now. So, Man, Adam, have fun. Enjoy it. Thanks, Toby. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, Adam. Adam Hildebrandt, ORU, play-by-play voice, Golden Eagles, and Horned Frogs coming up today. Yes, Teach. Just jealous. <laughs> I played Omaha for you last year, and now I'm playing it yeah. for Adam. Yeah, yeah. Where were you last Hashtag year? Hashtag Spike was safe. I was on the most magical run you could be uh, on. I was Disney with, cruise. I was sick with COVID on a Disney cruise, watching and listening to you every game uh, mm-hmm. at, at beautiful uh, destinations. 
and uh, around the Caribbean. So, yeah. Now this year you're stuck here listening to Adam. <laughs> I'm stuck here listening to Adam <laughs> working on a golf cart. Go ORU, right? I mean, no. uh, one, you know, we want them to win because we like ORU. But two, we can't have TCU winning anything here. So go ORU. I'm different in baseball when it comes to my Cinderella situation. I root <clears throat> for the underdog in baseball because I see baseball as more of an underdog sport. So okay. go ORU. <laughs> I'm a I Ranger fan. I've been an underdog Very. my whole life. Sometime could you uh, create some sort of a chart to help us with your fandom? Hey, underdogs fandom? in baseball are much cooler than basketball or football. They're scrappy. Uh-huh. They've usually got a they scruffy beard. Worms. They spit. They have mullets. It's, uh, uh, I like the underdogs in baseball better. You know who the uh, underdog is at the U.S. Open this week? Who's that? Louis and <laughs> <laughs> He's not even there. That's the funny thing about it. Not even in the tournament. 732, in case you have not been watching the nightly news, we'll read it to you coming up next on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Poach light on. Welcome back. Toby and TJ with you. Halftime here on the T-Row in the morning show. And uh, we got to get everybody caught up on what's going on in the world out there, Teej. Let's, uh, let's read the news. It's time for In the News with Toby Rowland. So stupid. Why do we keep doing that? It's so stupid. I'm glad we do, though. I love it. U.S. Open underway yesterday. It was an historic day at the L.A. Country Club. We've got co-leaders after round one. Star-studded leaderboard, as you'd expect in Tinseltown, TJ. Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley both shoot major records 62 yesterday. Eight under par. Wyndham Clark and Dustin Johnson tied for third at six under. Rory McIlroy and Brian Harmon tied for fifth at five under par. This is not looking like a U.S. Open so far. U.S. Opens, you know, even par usually is the winner or over sometimes. But they are tearing up the L.A. Country Club so far. It's kind of been a lot of fun, actually. But, uh, yeah, big names, at the, including Ricky. Ricky's never won a major, Teach. Now, he went to OSU. How do you feel about Ricky Fowler? Oh, boy. I think we lost TJ again. (laughs) Similar to the soccer talk? Did we lose you? No, you didn't lose me. Uh, No, you know me. Does Ricky bother you? I'm a Louis Ooze-tazing guy, so I can't even say it. I skipped. (laughs) You've always been a big guy. I've been a Louis guy forever. I know you're not a big golf guy, but I do know as well you are a big cycling aficionado. I love a good cycling event. Dateline Italy. baby. Uh, You don't follow the sport as closely as I do, so you may not know this is illegal, but more than 30 riders have been disqualified from the Giro d'Italia after they were caught on camera hanging onto the bumpers of team cars and motorbikes on the famous climb of the Paso dello Stelvio. What the? What, you ever the climbed words, what, the, what did you just say? Yeah, have you ever climbed the Paso dello Stelvio, TJ? 
Yes, I actually have. Yeah. Right. Uh, the race jury excluded 24 riders Wednesday night after reviewing videos taken by fans, and then another seven on Thursday morning. It's this big climb you got to go up. It's famous, I guess, and uh, these uh, 30-plus stupid idiots decided to cheat and just hang on to the backs of cars and pull themselves up the mountain, Teach. We live in a day and age where everybody's got a phone, and they were busted, cheated, Work smarter, out. not harder. Out. Disqualified. Your thoughts on this cycling controversy, Teach? My thoughts are they've probably been doing this for years hmm. and finally just now got video of it. So, I mean, it's a big hill. Have you ever tried to cycle up a hill? Grab onto a car if you can. Driveway's got a slight incline to it. <laughs> it's. I always get off and just push it from that point on. Man, the summer of Austin Reeves continues. Uh, he has a very good run, obviously, in the NBA playoffs. Then he is potentially spotted at, uh, what was the name of that club in Conway, Arkansas, TJ? Uh, Pudgies. Pudgies yeah. with uh, Taylor Swift. Now he has his own shoe. I can't remember a player's name from last week. But I can remember you called it Pudgies. <laughs> the Athletic is reporting that Austin Reeves has signed a shoe deal with the Chinese brand Riggerer. Ever heard of Riggerer? R-I-G-O-R-E-R. Riggerer. It is reportedly a seven-figure deal. The AR1 will be released soon. We already have photographic evidence of what it looks like. Seven figures, TJ, takes you into the millions Austin Reeves has his own shoe. Good for Austin. The A. A R one. R one. Let me see. I'm looking it up. up here. Yeah. Uh, it's probably gonna take you to a, a gun. A R one auto parts and sales. You need. Uh, you need to put the word uh, Austin, Austin Reeves, Reeves. in there. Maybe go. even Rigger. If you want to put that in there. Uh, is he wearing them in this workout? Oh, they've got Laker colors. And the purple and yellow. Purple and yellow. Looks like a little target, like on the side, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. What do you think? The pair um, I'm looking at are low tops. Okay, there's a better close-up. Yeah, that's not a bad-looking shoe. I wouldn't wear it because of the purple and the gold, but... Would you uh, wear it if they paid you a million dollars? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Austin they honestly look like a pair of hokas a little bit. <laughs> We were eating the salad bar at the Hilton in Manhattan, Kansas, like yesterday, TJ. Now he's got a million-dollar shoe deal. Unbelievable. That's not the most famous shoes in the news, though. Maybe you saw this yesterday, but the Michael Jordan flu game sneakers yeah. have been auctioned off. That was a big battle for me. Yes, go ahead. $1.38 million is how much they fetched. Obviously, he didn't have the flu. We learned in the last dance that he actually had Food poisoning, right? Isn't that the deal? Um, so he gave the sneakers to the ball boy after the game. There was a jazz ball boy whose name is Preston Truman mm-hmm. who kept getting MJ applesauce in Utah before games. And uh, so after they win the championship, Mike gives Preston Truman his shoes. Truman hung on to him for a while and then sold them 
for in 2013. He sold him for $104,000. Pretty good deal, TJ. Pretty good deal. He was a ball boy. He was gifted Michael Jordan's shoes. He hung on to them for, I don't know, a while. And then finally said, I'm going to cash in on these things. $104,000. Unfortunately for Preston, they are now worth over 10 times that much as they just went in auction for 1.38 mil. Now, was he the one suing the company, though? I don't know anything about a lawsuit. Fill me in here. One of the ball boys, I think it was a ball boy, similar situation, had Michael Jordan stuff. I thought it was this kid, and the auction company kind of had ripped him off, and he realized the item that he had auctioned off was worth substantially more. Am I thinking of a completely different athlete in sport? And so he sued to get the item back. I think I know what you're. Th- I think yeah, I, think I thought if that I was a Michael correctly, Jordan shoe. Louis <laughs> I think it was Louis Oosthuizen. <laughs> okay. I think so. If I remember correctly, I thought it was that kid, but maybe I'm maybe I'm just remembering the stories wrong. Big day for Ricky Fowler yesterday. Not only is he in the lead for the U.S. Open, but reports have also come out that he. And his buddies, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, are either about to become or have just become part owners in Leeds United. That's right, Tej. My team has been bought by the 49ers Investment Group. And Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas are among several professional athletes that are reportedly buying into this investment group to become part owners of Leeds United. We're back, baby. Man, you are just full of soccer and golf talk today, aren't you? Look at you. I'm telling you, everybody watched this Ryan Reynolds Wrexham documentary, and he is, you know, about the bank, he's going to bank whenever he sells. He's going to about bank a proctologist or something. What's going on here? It's about soccer and uh, uh, and they're this is a beautiful. I wish I could invest. They're buying in at a discount because we just got relegated. We're, they're going to take us. They're going to give us an influx of cash, take us back up, and then they're going to sell sometime down the future, and they're going to make millions, billions in total. But. Uh, pretty cool. Maybe I'll see uh, Ricky and JT and Spieth at uh, a Leeds game sometime in the near future. <laughs> you make it to so many. Well, I don't mean there. I mean <laughs> okay. on television. On the Maybe I'll see uh, them I get you. at a I got Leeds you. game. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to go yet. There's a lot of news today, TJ. Wow. Just this week, we told you about the retirement of uh, the great Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune. That is coming sometime uh, next year, right? He said he's going to retire yes, next year. Yes, after this next season. It now appears the front runner to take his place, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is in what? negotiations to become the next host of Wheel of Fortune. How does he get every job in Hollywood? I don't know. It's amazing. Like he just left... Uh, Kelly and Ryan or whatever that show was called because mm-hmm. he was working too hard and working mm-hmm. too much. I got to take him. I got to step back. He knew this was on the horizon. Him and Pat had talked. I don't think this, like, I think if you don't want to work a lot, this is the perfect job it's, to not work a lot. We've learned that from banged. Pat. Yeah. He makes millions of dollars and works four days a week or whatever it is. I get that. But 
Like, I'm picturing Seacrest as a host of Will of Fortune. I just don't see that as a fit. Oh, he'd be great. I would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd have to go north of I-40 or leave Jay, the limits. Jay, where do you get a J out of that, you idiot? We can't get you over to Lindsay Street. How are we getting you to Hollywood? <laughs> they, got, they got the studios up in uh, Oklahoma City now. I just go up there and host it. And finally, a Belgian man pulled off the prank of a lifetime when he faked his own death and showed up to his funeral by stepping off a helicopter instead of being carried by a hearse. TikToker David Burton, along with his wife and children, decided to orchestrate the pseudo-side to prank loved ones and see who actually cared about the 45-year-old. This is the most egotistical story you've ever heard in your life, TJ. Listen to this. To spread the news of Burton's death, he had one of his children take to social media and write a tribute to her father. Quote, Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you, the daughter wrote. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather, and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. The fake funeral, which was held near the city of Liege last weekend, was attended by dozens of friends and family members dressed in black, waiting for the ceremony to begin when they heard a helicopter. And then off the helicopter steps the dead man, David Bertens. Cheers to you all, he said, and welcome to my funeral. Some were relieved that he had returned from the dead. Some were confused, and some were downright angry. Uh, quote, what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated, Burton said. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. End quote. I get the lesson. I watched this video when it got put out uh, yesterday or whatever it was, and I think I would laugh at my dad. I don't, I don't know if I'd get mad or not. I'm trying to decide if I would find it funny so, and find it as a lesson or be like, you jerk. According to this story, the kids and wife were in on it. It's the extended family and friends that were, like, the kids were playing along. So the kids were playing along? Yeah. It's a little bit messed up. If it was my, it's a lot messed up. You kidding me? <laughs> if it was, obviously it was your father, your first reaction would be, oh, thank God you're alive. You are right, dude? Toby! What's going died. on? No, you're ah, fine. I'm dead! TJ, you're fine. No, you're good. All right, I'll, I'll stand up. Um, yeah, I mean, after the initial, like, it's a miracle, Lazarus moment, you know, I, I think I'd go slap him in the face. Like, dude, you can't be, you can't be playing with people's emotions like that. You should have called me for dinner then. I just wanted to be appreciated more by all of you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a jerk! And he could—he had to do it in a helicopter too, you know. Even just... worse if the guy was rich and you thought you were in the wheel, and you're like, "Yes!" <laughs> and he shows up. And that's the news for this Friday, June 16th.
We'll take a break. Back after this on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Unfortunately, there were a lot of storms last night, a lot of hell, and some of you may be needing your roof looked at. Well, we've got the answer for you here. Black Thunder Roofing brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They do each and every day. They're an Angie's List Superior Service Award winner. They are a local roofing company. They're not somebody that's going to drive up here from Texas in a trailer, try to fix your roof, then they disappear on you. This is a local company, award-winning company, Black Thunder Roofing. If you need to have your roof looked at, uh, blackthunderroofing.com or give them a call, 405-473-8028. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. TJ, how dare you ask Tiro what is the answer to the red versus white unis? It's all about the journey to answer the question. Mm. From baseball, Ross. Thank you, Ross. Um, it is rivalry. It's not the price is right. We've got a couple of prices right here. Bob Showdowns. Barker had the showcase showdown. That's Should have right. called it the shootout and provided the weapons to the contestants. That would have been must-see TV. <laughs> um, rivalry is better because that's more of an accurate description of what it is. Not this right. is not a lopsided, uncompetitive matchup like you see uh, in state with your little brother. I totally agree. I just think it's hard to say. Red River rivalry. Yeah. River and rivalry don't flow well together is what you're saying, especially There's if you're five trying to R's announce in it. Red River rivalry. And when you got to say it 50 times, it's just it gets caught up in there. <laughs> Johnny from Yukon says, "Oh, so Texas wins again. Finally, it's a rivalry." <laughs> Uh, that it for now? That it? That's it for now. Top of the Uh, hour. Break time. 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Let's give away some tickets next, Teach. What do you say? We got one more set of Inside the Ropes tickets to give away to next weekend's Corn Ferry Tour event at the OU Jimmy Austin Golf Club. We'll be back.